0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Persuasion by the Paint. I'm Jonathan Taylor,
1: along with Sean McCool. And I think I have a gnat in front of me. (laughs) Open up that mic for that gnat over there. I'm like swatting here on on the video. Gnats? It's February, man. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just like a little thing with one of my houseplants, you know, those little critters that flies around. Mm -hmm. So. But anyway, yeah. Jeez. No guests, just a just an annoying little insect. <coughs> you Texas folks, man. I'll tell ya. Well, uh, I tell you Well it's it, it is like seventy two <laughs> here today and sunny, so Unbelievable. It, it'll be but it's supposed to be fifty tomorrow, so who knows? Oh wow. Better put on yeah, a we, jacket there. <laughs> we had our forty eight hour spring and then into a fall or whatever <laughs> this is next and then back to seventies on Sunday. Who knows? That's right So all right, well I'm excited. We got some uh cool topics today. We're going to be doing another flight of persuasion. Yes. Um, Nobody wanted to hang out with us today, so we're just going to handle it by ourselves. That's not true. We had a lot of
0: people that would have (laughs) loved to have hung out with us, but you know, the qualifications for getting on our show. They they uh, keep going up, right? Yeah. They have to go up a little. Yeah. I mean, Joe Rogan's
1: in the doghouse and everybody's coming (laughs) to us and it's like, whoa, slow down, slow down.
0: I put out two, a couple of queries this week.
1: And a lot
0: of responses, but you know what? Our screening process is getting a little, getting a little stricter there. So, yeah, um, no one met the cut. So we're just going to do a random wow. flight because we'd yeah. rather hear our own selves talk. Absolutely. Than... <laughs> <laughs> and plus, we're going to be talking about some really cool things today. We're going to be discussing the one sentence that sums up persuasion. In these 27 words, if you understand these 27 words, you can make the world do your bidding. Wow. I'm going to say that one more time.
1: Dude, you could sell that to a lot <laughs> of politicians this year.
0: Absolutely. If they only understood. Yeah. They got it backwards, though, unfortunately. Washington has this thing all backwards.
1: Yeah, we should, we should get a political uh, strategist on coming up soon. That'd be fun for this uh, year.
0: Yeah, Yeah, we could do that. There's no shortage of those guys going on. All right. All right. So before we get into the top, we're going to – so our, our, uh, a flight. We're going to be talking about the one-sentence persuasion. This is straight from Blair Warren. We've talked about his course in the past on our show. Um, yep. So we're going – this is kind of a different book because uh, that one was a little bit – he's got the, the – The, uh, can, if you go to Amazon, if you do a search for Blair Warren, you can find the one centers persuasion. It's Mm -hmm. this is book is mainly from that. We've talked about his course or his ebook before that you can't get on Amazon. Um, but there's some really good takeaways from that. If you under, in, in order to understand persuasion, in order to understand how to persuade, whether it's in sales copy, whether it's in, uh, B2B selling direct selling, um, marketing, if you understand this sentence and really, I mean, write it down, put it in front of you, um, it'll change your world. So,
1: yep. And we, we went through some of this stuff, but it, I didn't realize how long it's been. One of our friends yeah. who's been on the show a couple of times, David Dutton, mm-hmm. um, he asked a question on Facebook about like a book on cult building, right? Oh yeah. Got, yeah. Got some absolutely. questions. And uh, so I was like, "Oh, we've somebody." Mi- I think you mentioned Blair Warren's book. Yep. And I was like, "Oh, I wonder." Yeah, let me just throw the link to the podcast episode we did. Yeah. And sure enough, it was like episodes like five, seven, six, seven, and eight. Like we did mm-hmm. three or four episodes on it. Yep. <clears throat> I was like, "Wow, I did not realize it's been that long." So, for our newer listeners, you may not have heard of Blair Warren. You probably haven't heard this stuff. And for our old guard listeners. Uh, you probably forgotten about Mm -hmm. what we talked about. We we,
0: get more comments on that series that we did on his book on, um, the forbidden keys, the forbidden keys to persuasion more than any other topic. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's super good and, uh, we're going to be discussing his one sentence persuasion, um, and the one sentence that sums everything up. Yeah, there you go.
1: Look at that, back in the studio days when we were... Back in the studio.
0: Right? we were both <laughs> in the
1: studio before I moved. In, having
0: a beer. Speaking uh, of which...
1: Before I went west, young man.
0: Yeah, before you went west. But speaking of which, not only are we going back to covering that topic, we're also having the same beer, which we did. Yes, we
1: are. Yes, <laughs> we are. yes, we are.
0: Sean and I both uh, ordered a... Uh, we put in an order, what, a couple of weeks ago, Sean? Through a yep. rivalry brews, we matched our order to a T. So we both order yes. the same thing.
1: So for the next, you know, eight to ten episodes or so, we're gonna have the same beers. Yeah. Which is kind of be a throwback. Um, but we're doing it virtually. So this is really cool. So Rivalry Brews. I kind of found this because a couple of the companies we talked about on a couple episodes back with the uh agency guys that that do some stuff for different <laughs> craft beer brands, they were talking about some of their beers, and I'm like, ooh, that'd be good to get. I went to try to find them, stumbled across Rivalry Brews. Mm -hmm. And basically they will ship out all these craft brews from the kind of the Ohio Great Lakes region, which you can down here in Texas or in Tennessee or you know, probably most parts of the country. Yeah. You're not gonna find them on your store shelves or even at a place like Total Wine, you're probably not gonna find most of them because they just don't ship out that far. Right, right. But you can go into Rivalry Brews. And like literally just pick your beer style that you like that's and awesome. pull up, you know, all your stuff. And then you start, you just build your own case. I mean, it's really, yeah. it's really pretty cool. And it doesn't take long to spend 75 bucks and you get free shipping. So yeah, that's but, not a promotion. That's just like, I think it's cool. Like it sounded like an ad, but it's not actually an ad.
0: You know, sometimes we'll go to Total Wine or you go to ATB and you get the singles, but occasionally, you know, a lot of times yeah. you don't have time to go buy there. This is simple. You just order it, come straight to your door. They can choose what you want, so
1: yeah, I like it. And uh, yeah, actually, and like I said, you don't have to buy a four or six pack, so you end up saving money if you're trying a lot of beers like we are. Now, if you got a favorite, then this is pointless, and you just go get your <laughs> go get your six pack of Budweiser for the game. For those of us with actual taste in beer, <laughs> this is a good, good just, just Go down of, to your local,
0: <laughs> stop and stab, open the cooler door, we'll let your six falls
1: out, <laughs> you can just take it home because it all tastes the same. So no, that's I'm not already, the kind of beer we drink. I've already poured mine. I can't pour mine. I forgot my
0: glass to bring my glass oh, out of the man. office today. So I actually got a drink out of a can, like a like yeah. a schmuck. Like so my, a schmuck. it has
1: a nice head on it, especially for a, a stout porter, whatever this is. Um so a little bit on this. This is a Imperial peanut butter vanilla coffee stout. Mm-hmm. Imperial peanut butter vanilla coffee stout. A lot going on there. A lot. Um, Ale brewed with, it's funny that it says ale, ale brewed with milk, sugar, coffee, vanilla beans, and natural flavors. Added 10.1% alcohol brewed and packaged by Saucy Brewworks, Cleveland, Ohio. So have you okay. already tried this? Nope, not yet. So here's what
0: we need to do, Sean, Man. so that neither one of our scores affect the others.
1: No priming here, no, no anchoring. Priming.
0: So one of us needs to go, we go first,
1: or we, we can go we can ahead and taste it. We could taste it at the same down. time. Oh, you wrote it down. Oh, I'm going to write it down oh. after. I haven't tasted yet, so I'm yeah. going to write it down once okay. I taste it. Well,
0: well, then we'll hold them up and see. We'll it's funny, I was actually thinking
1: that before the show. I was like, "Yeah, we should write them down so that there's That's no perfect. priming or anchoring going on." Go. I can smell the peanut butter. I tell you that. I don't know if you can smell it through that little hole that you got, since you don't have a real glass. But
0: <laughs> all right, let's cheer! Let's let's do our cheer.
1: Okay. Cheers. That can sounds a lot like a glass. It's amazing. Mm. See,
0: you just prime me. Stop that. I'm writing down my score right now after I take one more sip.
1: Mm. I feel like I'm a judge now with a card and writing stuff down. It feels very official. Ooh, mm. so i got
0: to keep my mouth shut.
1: All right, here we go. Um, all right. got to write it. I guess I should write bigger. This is a tough one. You're trying to disguise if that's a disgust or a good. All right. I got it. All right.
0: All right. Ready? Ready?
1: One, two, three. Oh, wow. You went 4.9. I went 4.2. Yep. It's the same score, even though I got a scribble there. <laughs> it is, a, it's, I was just writing bigger. So, so I did 4.2 because it's a little bit sweet. Man, you went high, 4.9. I like it, I like it a yeah. lot. I, I like it a lot, too. But I, mean, I do think I, it's a little on the sweet side. You think, you think so? Because it's got, I yeah. mean,
0: I love the peanut, I guess, because I'm, I think you're a peanut butter fan,
1: too. I mean, it's like a, it's kind of like a Reese's Cup in a mm-hmm. in a can. Like, it's, if you like Reese's Cup, you will love this beer.
0: I don't think it's too sweet. So, our palate's obviously.
1: Yeah, a little bit different. Yep. But that's good. Yeah. I get, like, the finish when it goes down. I get, like, a, that sweetness on the back end. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I, I like it. I just, I find it, which is weird because I got a sweet tooth. So, yeah. Maybe it's all this fancy new eating I'm doing. <laughs> and the sweet tooth is.
0: Man, when, I, fir- when I first took that sip, it was just amazing. And yeah. you can only have so much of, of one of these, but. Oh, for sure. You know, one of these, perfect.
1: I'll yeah. Yeah. This is a great like dessert beer. I sent you that list of like pairings for the Super Bowl, like types of beers and yes. snacks. And yep. It's funny because the porters and the stouts were like, yeah, just by themselves. Yep. You don't need to pair this with anything. Just, right. just drink them. Just drink them. So, <laughs> um, if you want to save money on Super Bowl food, just go with a porter, stout. <laughs> there you whatever. go. All right. All right. So
0: let's get into our topic. I, um, we've got a couple, we've got a few things that we're going to discuss
1: today, but I did want to talk about you know, well, before you get into that. Okay. I want to I want to just prove how right we are about things. Okay. Sure. I think it's important to remind our guests that <laughs> just how smart we are, <laughs> how smart we are, how in touch with the marketplace we are. Just, you know, just how knowledgeable, how much wisdom you get every time you tune into this show. I think it's important that people understand that what we're talking about, this stuff works. Yes, All right. So, so one thing was the Naked Wines card that you got in the mail with you ordered some t-shirts. Yes. And stuff. The next week after that, we, we started getting Hello Fresh. Um, and in those meals, there's a Naked Wines $100 gift card. Yeah. Just like the ones you showed. So they're showing up everywhere. Then I ordered some t-shirts and from Fanatics and also got that one. So they're really aggressive right they're now. They're saturating. See? Yeah. I mean, they're everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. So, um, you know that's that's a bold initiative, so I like that. Mm-hmm. The other thing I wanted to just mention real quick was personalization. We've talked about this a lot of times. Um, our guest, our recent guest, talked about it. Um, she uses a, a different card company than what you'd, you, you yeah. know, you've talked about send out cards. She mentioned another another company. Um, but my wife bought some supplements. My daughter and my wife both have bought the same supplements that they saw on Instagram through influencers. So they bought those. That's not the lesson here, but when they got them with every time they've gotten a shipment so far, they've gotten a personalized card, Ah, handwritten. Look at that hand, right? I mean, that's. Yeah. And it's personalized. Like Tamara, you can, can't read it backwards. (laughs) You can, and you will win. I am rooting for you. Ah, Jesse. Cool. And my wife was so impressed with this you, you can see right up in the upper top corner, there's two little holes in it. Like uh-huh. she immediately put this on the bulletin board above her desk. Ah, that's cool. So now they've got their logo right above her eyesight. Every time she sits down at her desk, she sees the logo. Look at that. Um, so, and it's even um, that plays into that what cool. we're going to talk about in the one sentence persuasion. Well, there you go. So there's your segue.
0: <laughs> While we're on personalization, I will tell a quick story. I wasn't planning on this, but it reminds me. A few weeks ago, I had a big meeting with a a major prospect in the manufacturing industry. Not a client. It would (laughs) be a million and a half to two million in sales. If you're Uh, listening, Jonathan would like you to be a client. (laughs) (laughs) Been knocking on their door for quite some time. Finally got a meeting about two and a half weeks ago. The guy invited me in. I think he got tired of me reaching out and um, persistence, persistence Persistence and repetition, man. Uh, We sat down, had a great meeting once we got to know each other, probably a 30 minute meeting. I got to
1: ask, how many times do you think you've called on this person?
0: Well, I kind of make, so I'm all about systems. So in place, I have a calendar that pops up to remind me to reach out, but I try to send them some kind of correspondence, whether by email, a phone call, at least every other week. Not every week, every other week. So total so, contact So total contact over a six month period was about uh what is it two times? Huh? Yeah. Oh, six months. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think about about 12, 12 contacts. 12. Yeah. So that's but they're yeah, very I mean, they're very uh specific, you know, they're very targeted.
1: Yeah, uh, but how many people give up after three? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean and they say seven. But I think that's probably closer to twelve to fifteen. Yep. I mean, I read a stat the other day that says eighty-five percent of people will become clients ninety days after mm-hmm. first coming into your world.
0: You know, I think the key is not just—I mean, the key was what happens after the initial meeting. Because a lot of people yeah. say, "Yeah, so great." So pick
1: up on your pick <laughs> up on your meeting.
0: Yeah, so the meeting went it goes great. You know, my whole objective was to move forward with an opportunity for some testing at their facility. We discussed it. He said, "Yeah, maybe in the uh, you know third quarter. If you don't know him, some people get. I mean, that's sometimes that's the way of just blowing people off. Yeah, I'd be open to doing that in the third quarter, second or third quarter of this year. Yeah, and you're like great. Um, but the first thing I did was after that meeting was to send out a personal card, which I try to do with every initial contact uh, or initial meeting that I do is to either send out a handwritten card." Or a uh, you know a personal greeting card through this company that I use, which is send out cards, to send a direct uh, a card directly to that contact that says thank you for taking the time, thank you for the meeting, and it's usually tailored to them. Enjoyed even I even pick out the card that said on the front of the card it says it was a pleasure meeting you. That was what it said on the front, and then he opens it up and I put my personal message in there. Didn't try to sell them anything. Just said it was great. It was great meeting you, catching up enjoyed, uh, enjoyed talking with you. If you have any questions, feel free to give me a call. That's the whole objective. Well, sir, All right. I get a meeting or I get an email first thing this morning. I got your card. Thanks for reaching out. By the way, I do want to invite you in as soon as possible to run that test and when's the earliest that you can, you, your company can do that. So I said, that's hey, cool. let's do it next week. <laughs> so we <laughs> set it up next Thursday. So that's, uh, you know, and I attribute that To the power of personalization, you know, that card went on his desk. I know for a fact it went on his desk. It sits there. It's a reminder. Hey, oh, by the way, need to reach out to him.
1: Well, it also says that even though you were told no, Mm -hmm. that you're willing to follow up. Yeah. And I know following up on sales is, is not quite the same as like, will you follow up after the sale? But it is a good indication, I think, for if you're conscientious about following up in general. Yes. Right. right? So if he's seen that you've followed up 10 to 12 times just to get an appointment, then you followed up immediately after the first appointment, like there's, you're, you're developing a track record. Absolutely. Or follow through. And they're like, well, if he'll follow through on this, then he'll probably follow through on. Yes. Yeah. Whatever we have him do. Right. You know? Right. And that's, that's the, that's the subtle cue or not so subtle cues you're giving off when you do yeah. Do a good job of following up.
0: Yeah. Cause 95% of people don't do this. They don't right. follow up. They'll just say, ah, I think I got that sneeze out. Um, yeah, but no, they'll say, you know, I got the meeting. I'll, uh, I'll get back in touch with them. You know, things are probably yeah. going to happen. You can't live your life on probably going to happen. You got to be intentional, and you've got to, you know. So I make it a point to get that, get that contact out to them right after a meeting, yep. and find ways to incorporate. You know, I put them on a campaign. Uh, that's what's great about send out cards. You can put people on a campaign, create a campaign around, uh, like we've talked about. You know, in PR, you know, St. Patty's Day. You know, every, every month has a holiday, so you can yeah. make it a point to send your your prospects you well, can I mean, easily they, put them on a campaign list that they just get hey just wishing you a happy saint patty's day or whatever the occasion
1: right i mean a little too late for super bowl but well, it doesn't have to be a date <laughs> it can be like super yeah. bowl i mean we got march madness coming up which is a great thing to market around because it's a two-week three-week long yeah thing, Right, you can talk about oh yeah, you know, how, how to bring March Madness into your business or how to get March Madness. Will you be the Cinderella story of your of your industry? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of tie-ins you could make to March Madness because it's pop culture and it's going to be everywhere. Yeah, for a good solid, month absolutely,
0: almost. absolutely. I, I can tell the story that um, I won you know a, a million dollar account years ago just simply starting out by learning that the owner of the company was a huge Braves fan. Atlanta Braves, mm-hmm. and uh, initially met with him. You know, it was kind of a you know a fact finding mission. Yeah, and learned that he was a, just a super huge Braves fan, big time, or just a, actually a big time. Baseball fan in general. Mm-hmm. When we got to talking, and he's like, you know, I really love. Initial meetings are always great for fact finding. You can find all yeah. sorts of things. They're on the wall. They're trophies. They're plaques. They're, yeah. you know, moniker sayings. All, you know, all that stuff. And then the and then the feedback they give you. But come to find out, he's a huge baseball fan. Huge Braves fan. He loves those old uh, radio broadcasts of games. You know, baseball games back from the 30s and 40s. I went on mm-hmm. Google. And I found literally, I did a search on old, you know, old radio uh, broadcasts, baseball radio broadcasts. There's a website that's got every one of those. And I sent him a link, and then I sent him a card, put a picture of the Atlanta Brave Stadium on. Great seeing you, or great meeting with you. Blah blah blah. Developed that contact that eventually won me the business. I mean, that did that one thing didn't win me the business, but it got me, it got me. Yeah in the relationship with that company and i attribute that to just the little things the personal things of sending a link hey i thought you might like this it's a it's a link to all the audio clips of every you know old baseball broadcast from the 40s 50s and 60s you know he loved it wow so
1: that's cool yeah that's cool for a true baseball fan i know somebody like that
0: yeah yeah, I'll have to dig it up and find it. It's pretty cool. I actually listened to a few myself and you can hear those old games. It's just yeah. not like today. I mean, it's yeah, different, completely different. A whole yeah.
1: different style of announcing. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no visuals, so they have to be more descriptive because yep. there's yep. there's not many visuals going on. So kind of yeah.
0: like the old days of Howard, you know, for football, Monday night football with Howard Cosell and those guys. Yeah, I mean, it was totally totally different. Yeah, because
1: the screen was so blurry you couldn't see anything. Oh, yeah. it's like, yep. All right, well, let's roll into uh, this magical one sentence uh, that you have, and then I've got some stuff. If okay, look, yeah, it looks like we'll have some time, but I've got some, I've got a juicy one pager that I still refer to on a regular basis from an out of print course that I went through. Oh, so okay, oh, that should be fun. Hashtag teaser, <laughs> teaser, teaser.
0: Okay, so I want you to grab that, grab that card that Tamra got and I want you to okay. read that one more time to our audience. And then I'm going okay. to I'm going to go back to what our topic is on this one sentence persuasion and that's going to be our lead in.
1: Okay. Tamara, you can, can you can and you will win. I am rooting for you, Jesse. So that's so powerful because
0: whether this guy knows it or not and I'm sure he does, it's intentional. But the sentence, if you go back to the the, fu- the foundation of persuasion is, can be summed up in a one sentence that says people will do anything for those who encourage their dreams, justify their failures, allay their fears, confirm their suspicions and help them throw rocks at their enemies. Now you think about that. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, there's a lot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we won't have time to get to my stuff. I don't know. That is a lot to unpack there. that, that covers a gamut of uh human experience, doesn't it?
0: Oh, it does. I yeah. mean,
1: it's it's I mean, think about
0: all of the ways that and you can think of it in in every aspect whether no matter what industry you're in, confirms their fears, supports their dreams, you know, encourages the, encourages them in, in uh, you know, their you know, it's not your fault. We talk about the yelled, it's not your fault how that's used in marketing all the time. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, what's great about this book is uh, he talks about that, you know, the, gives an example of the, you know, a very successful landscaper who goes in and, you know, a lot of times people are embarrassed by what their lawns look like. You know, you got the guy that has the manicured lawn (laughs) and then right next to him, the guy that's may not be just completely neglecting it, but just doesn't know what to do to get it to look right. And he's embarrassed. And there are people out there, so you've got to sometimes, and it's like the same thing with the car mechanic or whatever, but you've got to understand in marketing that the first thing you've got to do is sometimes overcome their embarrassment, overcome their fear, encourage them. Sometimes that involves you saying, you know what, <laughs> yeah, your lawn looks atrocious, <laughs> yeah, your house may look atrocious and need some work to it. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, you need to lose, maybe you need to lose a few pounds. But you know what? It's not really your fault because there are a lot of factors out there that contribute to this. Stress, yep. there's hormones, there's, in terms of landscaping, there's weather, you know, There's yeah. there's all of these other factors that really you may not be, you know, you're not the contributing factor. There's other things outside of you. And, right. you got, and so you've got to you've got to take care of that first before you can get rid and let them know that it's, you know, you're 100% behind them and 100% focused on them and not your own agenda, which is trying to sell your product. <laughs> That's the well, problem that we yeah. fall into as marketers is trying to sell our product instead of really understanding their hopes and dreams and trying to get them, you know, support them in that.
1: Right, and if you think about it, there's kind of this, this – same idea from a different angle, which I hadn't really thought of before, but you know, you've got to define, if you really want to sell something of yours, your product, you've got to define the problem in relation to your, how your product can solve the problem. So you kind yeah. of have to, you kind of have to choose the problem or create right. the problem even. Right. And if the problem is the person. Yep. That's very hard for you to it is. overcome because you can't really actually you can kind of get inside their head with good persuasion and stuff, but right. there's so many things that they have either rightfully or just unfairly ab- about themselves that they're going to put too much weight on them. If it's, if it's, if it is them, Yeah. but if you can shift that blame, mm-hmm. so this is another way of saying it's not your fault. If you can shift that blame from them to look, you just weren't taught about proper grass maintenance right. and, especially in East Tennessee or especially <laughs> right. in whatever neighborhood, right? Cause most, most lawn guys are local, you know, there are very special needs for central Texas hill country grass because yes. of our limestone content, because right. of blah, blah, blah. Like you could list a whole bunch of reasons why you may not be familiar with how to keep a, a, your grass green in this particular area. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, Oh yeah, that's cool. It's not me. Yeah, And now you can solve the problem because it's a solvable problem. If the person's the problem, it's very difficult to solve Absolutely. that problem. Yep. That's what psychiatrists and stuff are for. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think it's the same reason that um, so many people fear going to the, uh, you know, going to the people that, you know, give them bad news. I mean, it's like, you know, you go to, a, you know, have your car serviced or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes there's a guilt there, you know, yeah. a guilt when you bring your vehicle, like what have I neglected it, or you know, they you can be overcome with guilt in so many so many facets. So you've got to you, what you know the first thing that you got to do as a marketer and understand with persuasion that you know whatever the factors are, you've got to make sure that you don't put more guilt on that person, like yeah. what you didn't know this, uh, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah you, yeah. you know, even if it's a joke, you don't want to come in with like, wow, you really uh, let things go on this, on this card, didn't you? It's like, no, that's.
0: No, no. I mean, it, it happens all the time, you know, and the best, the best people, the best people that are in, you know, the persuasion or the marketing industry understand that, you, you know, do not attribute, do not put more guilt, you know, make sure that they can, as the, as the sentence goes, help them uh, allay their, you know, allay their fears, their guilt, you know, yep. cast stones at their enemies, you know, and that's another, that's a whole another topic right there that we can talk about is like, yeah, you know, in our media today, but there's a lot, I mean, there's so much to unpack there. And what was the, what was the last
1: part? Confirm their suspicions. Is that
0: confirm their suspicions? Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. I yeah. mean, that one, that one's, you know, used a lot, yep. you know, right now, mm-hmm. you know, in every, every area. But yeah, if you can confirm people's suspicions.
0: Uh, yeah. Because
1: they're already throw, thinking and, it.
0: And throw rocks at your enemies, right? Yeah. And yeah. what do we see today? It's, there's a whole news industry that, uh,
1: yeah, we'll see that ramp up <laughs> this year's midterms come <laughs> up for sure. Both yep. the rocks and the confirmed suspicion. Yep. You know, I knew there was something else going on. I knew there was a bigger reason. And even if it's like, you know, health, like, you we're, Jonathan, you and I are in our fifties. Yep. Um And, you know, the gym does not work the same way it used to in our twenties. Like, I don't know what they did to the gym, but it doesn't work the same way fault. it used to. No, it's not our fault. Which confirms my suspicions that something else is going on, you know, right? So, um, you know, like when you're in your fifties, literally you have to work out like two to three times, intensity to get the same result oh, absolutely yeah so it's you know it's an and i was like oh. ah yeah. right so it's because your body's a little bit different <laughs> of course new science is now coming out that maybe that's not true but for now it confirms my suspicions that it's harder than it used to be so but so yeah that's, that's a great great sentence and, and, and looking at this card that tamar got i mean they did the first part right you can and you will win mm-hmm. yeah so that's that's uh what was the first part of the sentence? Uh, people will do anything for those who encourage their, their dreams. Yep.
0: And that's what reminded me of that card. Encourage yeah. their dreams. Man, yeah. that's And justify and that's, their uh... failures, right? Because we're embarrassed by, you know, if we haven't met our target. I mean, think about people who met, you know, they set the New Year's goals for this year.
1: Um, Man, right now is a great time. <laughs> if you're in anything. Yeah where people might've set a goal around now is a great time to go pick those people up and encourage them because the original person they got to for yeah. whatever reason, didn't meet the, you know, may not have been even the, the marketer's fault or the gym's fault or whatever, but just something didn't allow the person to, to follow through. Yeah. So now we're in the middle of February. They're about to eat a whole box of chocolates. Sure. You know, Super Bowl. I mean, Super Bowl and Valentine's back to back. I mean, there's ten pounds right, right. there for right. a lot of people. So, you know, you can take pick people up after that and encourage them that, man, you still got not just ten months left in this year, but you've got mm-hmm. the rest of your life. Like you can still do this. You Absolutely. can still hit any goal you want to hit. Right. Yep. You know, so and, and that applies to any industry. It's just weight loss and Yep. fitness and all those things is, is easier um to talk about this time of year yep. so that's cool go. all right anything else you want to cover on that um
0: yeah i mean just lastly just encourage and, and, and you can summarize this or you can you know if you were to bullet point this out um and we can put this in the show notes but um you know i put bullet points on encourage their dreams justify their failures allay their fears uh, confirm their suspicions and help them throw rocks you know at their enemies so you should have this like you know written down like on a reference guide in front of you at your computer if you're writing copy if you're sending out a sales letter
1: I mean, it'll literally fit on a three by five card that you yeah. can just like t- tape to your computer. I, I would computer. put this
0: on a three by five card in a heartbeat uh, or the back of a business card. Just write these out real quick. So that or if you're, you're on
1: a Mac, you can use one of your stickies and just <laughs> leave it go. on your desktop. You know, the, yeah. the digital sticky. That's
0: right. That's right. So. Yep. And we'll put these on our show notes just so you can copy and paste them. But uh, they summarize everything. You can apply these yeah. to every industry, every product, every service um and we'll put out that sentence but it is amazing how if you analyze that and you look at your field and what you do i'm thinking man i do this i do this wait a minute i do this you know I'm, yeah you've been following that's, your that's part that's of that's, the, good. that's part of what i have to do in my industry is confirm yeah. like allay their fears you know and that's a big part of it like in in manufacturing you know engineers are fearful of things going wrong um mm-hmm. you know it's a uh, I think the, I was reading a quote from uh, Douglas MacArthur earlier this week that said, I think one of the quotes, he says, you know, in life, the uh, there's two words that summarize failure in life and in business or whatever occupation that you're in. And it's the words too late. (laughs) So, you know, when you're too late, like, and that means in planning and preparation or not anticipating like the worst case um, scenarios or disasters that can happen. Um, you know, just being able to do that. And so, you know, in my industry, that's part of what I look at is people that are anticipating worst case scenarios that can go wrong in their plant manufacturing facility and try to alleviate or allay those fears that they have. And yep. man, you can get a long way when you can like set people's fears aside and give them peace of mind that they're not waking up at three o'clock in the morning with, you know, being alerted that their company, you know, their plan is shut down. Cause I mean, most of the manufacturers that I work with, they're running 24 seven and they right. shut down for just a, you know, an hour or two. That's thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, that's a yeah. lot of money. for them. Probably hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hundreds of thousands. And uh, it could potentially cost them their job. And that's what yeah. they're concerned about. So allay those fears, right?
1: Yeah. That's why things like, you know, uptime percentages, you know, in the online world are so important, yes. you know, all that kind of stuff. But in the real world of manufacturing and um, it's like, I've said in the past, we, I worked for a company that it reinstalled some bear belts for like the wood yards and pulp yep. mills and things like that. And it would be $50,000 an hour when that line Easy. was down. Yep. So if we didn't get in and get out quickly, they didn't actually care about the price of the belt because they had to get that no matter what they sure. weren't really shopping the price of that. What they wanted to know is can your team get in and out, take the old belt off, put a new one on. And these things weighed like, you know, tons, these belts, because they're right. two, 300 feet long. Absolutely. And you got to like put them on and cut them and glue them together and heat them up and all this. It's a whole process pretty sure. wild. Yeah. Um, but you know, and it could take a good team could come in, do it an hour, hour and a half. And but a team that makes a mistake doesn't do it right, or gets bogged down. Yeah. And, you know, it could take three, four hours. Mm-hmm. That's a big difference, sure, in cost. Yeah, A real world cost. So, um, yeah. So all I kind of those kind of fears are what's going on in the back. And if you don't know those fears of your prospect,
0: yeah,
1: I mean you're 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 not doing a very good job of learning about your prospect. No, no, Th- those not. are pretty obvious, right? All right. Well, let's, uh, I was going through some stuff and I was looking at, you know, for stuff to talk about. Plus I'm in the middle of writing a couple of mm-hmm. sales letters for some people. And I was going through some of my old swipes and one sheet type things that I keep right over here next to my desk within arm's reach. And I pulled out this, um, one pager that I got from an old Dave D course. Dave B. for those of you that don't know, he's kind of in the Dan Kennedy, Glazer Kennedy world for a while. Yep. It's pretty much on his own now, I think doing sales training, mm-hmm. speaker training, things like that. Sure. Um, but he was a key person in that Glazer Kennedy world for a while. Um, I saw him live a couple of times at some of the info summits and things like that, yep. but I have one of his old courses, which you can't even get online <laughs> anymore. Maybe it. Etsy, or somewhere you could find a copy. Yeah. You yeah. Ebay, or, um, <laughs> but it's called the psychic salesperson. <clears throat> yep. And it used some of what we talked about. in yeah, the Cold the- reading episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he used some of that idea and he kind of reworked it into, you know, how you would use it in a sales situation. Okay. And I go to this stuff all the time. And, and a lot of it is now just second nature for me mm-hmm. in the way I, write sentences especially so you can use this verbally or you can use this in copy um and it's it's going to sound cheesy when i say some of these because it feels very obvious cuz it's out of the flow of copy and we're just kind of pointing it out this is what we're doing so in this context, it doesn't, it's not as powerful as if it were just, you stumble across it in conversation or in copy. Like you wouldn't even notice it in copy or in conversation, unless you're looking for it and kind of know to look for it. But the ones that, um, you know, these are old, but they still work, are hidden commands. So some of the hidden commands are, and and then I'll go back and put them in context, but make a decision today, go ahead and give it a try, invest now, now get excited by now, mm-hmm. which is by now without the U. So B Y now, um, you like me. So those are some like hidden commands where you're telling people what to do kind of subconsciously. Sure. But you, they're worked into another sentence. So yeah. let's do like, make a decision today. So you might, you know, be with a, a client, Jonathan, you'd be like, so look, when you go ahead and make a decision today, yeah. And then you show some benefits, and you can even you can even take that away at the end and be like, or you can you know if you want, you could wait, yeah, you know, so you could kind of pull it back if you wanted to, but when it's in the middle of a sentence, make a decision, and you can when you get really good at this, you learned how to pause a little bit, but not so much that it's obvious, sure, and that gets really powerful um, so you could do something like. So let me ask you, Jonathan, if you were to invest now, what do you think would be the main reason you would do that? Mm. So the embedded command there is invest now. Because I paused just a little bit, but I wrapped it in a question so it doesn't feel like I'm telling them to do something. I'm asking them mm-hmm. a question. Yeah, so it's little things like, you're like talking
0: that. past the sale too. Like they've already Yeah, yeah they've
1: you're assuming the sale this. definitely.
0: Yeah, you're assuming that the sale's made. So which is really um, in you know that's pretty powerful you know it's like yeah
1: yeah i remember when i was a sales uh, manager in in georgia for a company where we sold annuities i had one guy who just would refuse to assume the sale old guy yeah and like man we were in the middle of a sales meeting it was like 10 of us around the table <laughs> I was trying to figure out why his sales were low. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, so walk me through like the end of what you're doing. Like, you know, so it was like a sales meeting slash training. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, when we get to the end, what do you, do you just, you're pulling out your application and you're asking their first name, right? Like you're just saying, Uh how do you spell that, Bob? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So Bob, how do you spell that first name? Just want to make sure. Yeah. B O B. Okay. Just want to make sure you never know these days. Or how would you like your, you know, how do you, how do you title your legal documents? Yeah. You know, Robert or Bob. Great. And then you start writing. And you know, I mean, I was taught like you start filling that application out. You don't stop right. until they stop you yeah. and you just keep going. Yep. And he had a big problem with that because somebody did that to him one time uh-huh. <laughs> and he didn't have the guts to stop them. So he now held it as a grudge. Oh, sure course against every salesperson in history. And he was never going to be that guy. Right. Right. I was like, man, there's a whole other lesson in that about assuming the sale and right. how many sales you've missed because of that. But yeah. Um Yeah. I remember that so clearly. Yeah, it was talking funny. Talking
0: past the sale is a, it's amazing. You know, the advantage that goes into that because people mm-hmm. don't realize, you know, you're, when you talk about it, <clears throat> um, it, it, you paint a picture is almost like you know the the person, the prospect, or the client has made that, and now you're just dealing with all of the minutia, you know, past if, that.
1: But yeah, okay. it forces them the un it forces that uncomfortableness out if it's still there. Yep. To where they're going to have to be like, whoa, whoa, before you do that, I've got it'll sure. flush out any objections, any Absolutely. questions, yeah. Whereas Otherwise, you're going to be stuck with, let me think about it.
0: Yep. Exactly.
1: But if you go ahead and start actually acting like the sale's already done. Mm-hmm. It's funny. They won't actually say, let me think about it. they will be like, oh, I got one more question. Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Cause you're showing, you're certain about this is a good idea. So now they're like, they're going along with you, but they may have some lingering questions and you just answer the questions and you get back to the application or, you know, however your sales process is. Yeah. That's one thing that I think is harder to do and copy and online and things like that is that, that part of there's two pieces of online selling mm-hmm. that I miss from real world selling, and that is the rapport building phase, yes and, it, and like the closing phase, and how much how much stuff you can do in person that you cannot do just in copy right and those are a couple of things in copy I've always like tried to figure out like how do you get closer to real world
0: mm-hmm.
1: rapport building and real world closing. Sure. Like you can do a lot of pre-objection stuff with copy and all that kind of stuff, but it's still not quite the same as like actually assuming the sale right? where you ask them for the name. I guess you, you know, now that I think about it, maybe you could use something like type form instead of an order form to start gathering information. And some people do that with, you know, quizzes and things like that. It's kind of the start of that process. You're assuming they're going to go ahead and you're just doing a quiz to figure out what they need. Some supplement companies do this now. Where they like, they start figuring out what you want. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's look at a couple others. Uh, I don't have, we're not gonna have time to get through the whole sheet. Um, but one that I've, I've just gotten into the habit is what he calls a mind reading technique. And you've heard this used all the time, but you start a sentence with something like you might be thinking, you may be wondering, it might be on your mind. So you might be thinking, can I really get a benefit and B benefit and C benefit if I invest in this product or service today? Yeah. You know, so can I really get, you know, faster this, more efficient this, whatever the top three benefits they might be thinking. You see that in copy all the time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And and a good, you see this, um, not to put a bad light on this, but like really good auto salespeople are just product sales, tangible sales product, people Mm -hmm. that are selling tangible products. Really good ones are good at this kind of stuff. Right. Um, I mean, I used to use this when I sold cars too. Like, um, you just look for the three biggest things and you just work those into that phrase. Mm -hmm. You may be wondering, and then you put the biggest thing that most people are wondering and then you go ahead and answer that objection. Right. So those are good for overcoming objections. Um, this one's kind of cool. This is a little more advanced. It's called a complex equivalent. So you take something that they're doing that they will agree with, and then you tack on something else that sounds like the equivalent, but it's not really. Um, so here's here's an example. Since you are reading this letter, it shows that you're serious about taking advantage of new investment opportunities. So that's not necessarily true, but it feels kind of true to the reader. Sure. And because you're a regular financial, uh, because you're a reader of regular financial information, you've proven to be an investor who takes action on exciting opportunities like the new one revealed below. So there's little things like this. You can take what you know they're doing. So if they're online reading your sales letter, you know they're online reading your sales letter. So they're interested, Right. right? You know, so if they show up to a webinar, you could do something like, because you took the time to show up to this webinar about this, it shows that you're interested in creating a better future for yourself. That's why you're really gonna like what we cover in the next 30 minutes. Yeah. And it sounds like, well, yeah, of course that would work, but if you don't do it, it doesn't work. Right. And it's kind of this, just this subtle, these subtle little things that seem very obvious, but not many people are actually doing them. Mm -hmm. The top writers and the top salespeople are doing it all the time. Absolutely, always. But these little statements, are really, really powerful when you use them. And there's probably six or seven other categories on this one page that, that I use, but we'll leave it there. We'll yeah. leave them for another day. It's good stuff. Send me a okay, copy.
0: Yeah. I want a copy of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It's great for like, I mean, every yeah, I just into everything. Yeah. yeah I, I throw it in emails, sales copy. Yeah. Um, they make great transition sentences, mm-hmm. uh, all kinds of stuff, you know? Um, and like I said, now it's, I I refresh. I just go and refresh every once in a while. And look at it, <clears throat> but a lot of these have just become second nature in my writing. Mm-hmm. I don't even realize I'm doing it. Sometimes it's just just what I do. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I'll send you a, send you a copy. Yeah. What else you got? Anything else? How's that beer? Is it still a four point nine? It is still a four. Yeah. It's empty now. And yeah. <clears throat> as good as when I started. I love it. Yeah. I've still got a little bit left. So. Yeah. yeah. A little slow. It got a little sweet there for a minute and then a little, like, I think this is one of the heavier beers I've had in a month and a half. So it's like, kind of hit me. I got that warm feeling all over. <laughs> I was like, wow, let I me mean, take a breath here.
0: No, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm excited. We've got several on tap for the next, uh, I guess, the next several weeks, actually. So yeah, uh, at least eight or nine episodes, I guess. Yeah, that's right. So some of them are heavy. Very good. It'll work our way into the, uh, you know, those spring months where things start to uh, lighten up a little bit with the... Uh, yeah, then we'll have to find some <laughs> ales
1: and some other stuff to yep. start drinking again. Absolutely. Which I'm, I'm excited about this, you know, the rivalry brews because it just <clears throat> opens up, you know, the possible... When you run out of stuff at the local market, the local establishment, as you like to say, like, got another outlet now. That's right. So it's kind of cool. Ooh, that's right. I love it um let's see was there anything else i had a bunch of other stuff pulled up but i don't think
0: so we've got a super bowl coming up this weekend
1: yes um, so we're gonna be watching the, the the commercial i haven't heard much buzz about commercials this year i haven't either
0: well i did hear hear an interview that said they're gonna stay away from uh you know you know last year i think they kind of got into a little controversy some controversy you know with uh you know, I, I don't know with the pandemic and everything, but um, I think main, a lot of advertisers are staying away from those those lines this year. They're going to try to just be funny and stay away from politics and all of that stuff, which I think probably might be smart <laughs> considering the climate. Yeah, so like, yeah, so... But we'll see. We'll we'll talk about because a recon, lot of times uh, they've been
1: pre you know the last few years they've been pre releasing them. So
0: yep. Yep. haven't seen many. So
1: yeah, I just looked up Super Bowl twenty twenty two commercials, and there are some that have just come out in the last ten yeah. hours or so. So maybe they're just now releasing some I of think them. I think we're going to see some
0: celebrity, more celebrity uh, type commercials.
1: I see a big picture of Peyton Manning, so he'll oh, yeah. of course, he'll, of course. Yep. <laughs> he owns the commercial game right now. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah next week we can give our own comments uh yeah i'm sure you'll be watching the game i'll be watching the game so we yeah. should uh take away I, there's a it's funny i sent you a commercial this week it's a you know posted on our uh, show page but it's an uh, on an ipa beer commercial
1: yes that, uh, <laughs> it took me a while to get it did it really okay yeah um, and then i was like oh But Maybe I was just, I probably wasn't paying. I was probably doing three things at once because you do have to be paying attention. It's one of those. You do. Yeah. And I have to pay attention right at the end or else you'll, you'll miss it. Yeah. So, but um, it's a
0: commercial that obviously it's creative, but it yet it doesn't get away from the whole point of the commercial, which is talking about the, you know, how good the product is or how, you know, the benefits of it, which I think is, you know, the big mistake is so many, um, advertisers make today they get creative but they don't get back to the the core benefit and uh, of your product and yep. uh, to people that use it but this one's really good I think it's actually a foreign commercial but we'll put it on this episode um, of our uh, of our show page this week
1: yeah so there is a there is a section on um, uh, let me just show it real quick on the today show where they do have the best Super Bowls ads. Of course, by people time, people most people hear this podcast. Well, the Super Bowl will be over, but uh, so they have released quite a few already. So I we'll have to get a head start. And yeah, um, but yeah. it's it's interesting to watch it without without looking at the pre the, the pre release because to see which ones you actually remember. Yep. When you go back the next day and kind of try mm-hmm. to remember what you saw, and I'm doing my uh, second semi annual. Not every year, annual um, Peloton ride where I'm going to try to ride the same number as the Super Bowl. So oh, yeah, I think okay. I did this like two years ago. I did 54 miles, mm-hmm. maybe it was three years ago, 53 miles during the Super Bowl on my Peloton. Yep. Um. So this year's 56. So we'll see. I don't know. Sweet. That's a lot. But yeah, I pull the Peloton into the living room, <coughs> ride while the Super Bowl is going on. <laughs> We'll see. But I guess since Peloton's stock has fallen in half, maybe I could do half the distance instead of the whole distance. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, As a, I don't even know if we're going to have uh, instructors left by the time this all shakes out. <laughs> we'll just have a bike with no membership. I
0: don't know. You might, if they get a buyer, you know, who, yeah, they'll who knows? Get a buyer. Amazon may buy them.
1: Yeah, I mean, Completely almost different. three million, almost three million active subscribers. Yeah. Well that's what, you know,
0: that's what I, I heard this way. He's like, okay, so they have how many active subscribers? that,
1: is 2.7 million.
0: 2.7. Okay.
1: Yeah. Paying so $50 a month. If you're Amazon so a,
0: or if you're a company that sells, I mean, think of that. I mean, you got almost 3 million subscribers. Yeah. Opportunities for what? what else can you sell those people? That's what, I mean, that's the main thing
1: you're always asking yourself as a, you know, as a marketer or, or, you know, and and, yeah. And these are like, these are typically high disposable income people, right? If you don't drop, you know, $2,000 on a bike plus $50 a month without a little bit of disposable income.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So, I mean there, yeah, there's heart rate monitors, there's supplements, there's, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you could, apparel yeah company you know.
0: like amazon to be like hey yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
0: if you All bought this i mean what do you typically see when you go to amazon you almost you you might ru- like this as well yeah right yeah you, you, people, people who bought, bought this, this also
1: <laughs> also bought this That's it's like opinion. oh well, i want to be like everybody else so <laughs> let me do that too yeah so so still works amazon still in the game. see <laughs> that yeah so amazon nike yep a lot of people say Nike's never done like a real acquisition, so they don't know if they'll do that. Right. Because that's a whole different beast, buying a big company. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've been thinking for a while that that space is ready for like consolidation. I think so. There's four or five big brands, like a couple need to consolidate anyway. Mm-hmm. And I know Peloton bought Precor yeah. last year. Right. But Precor was not, Precor was a commercial brand, not a home brand. Yeah you know, I think either Nordic track or Bowflex or one of those needs to combine. And that would make a really, I don't know if it's too big of a company, but to me, that would be a, a good, good fit. I could see Apple buying them too. People were talking about that. Yeah, I can too. Apple would, um, I think might be
0: a good fit. Um, yeah.
1: Except all the tablets that and that Pelotons are based on are Androids. So yeah. Yeah, that would that be would, a big, change. that would change. That'd be a big problem to over, like, what do you yeah. do with the? millions of people who have Android tablets sitting on top of their bike. Right. That would be tough to overcome. So uh, you can't make all those people buy new screens.
0: (laughs) I could see Amazon though. They're a little, uh,
1: yeah.
0: Amazon ads coming up, popping up, you know, during the, uh, (laughs) during your ride.
1: You look a little sluggish, need an energy drink. (laughs) We can have it there before your workout. (laughs) Great. opportunity. It's over. (laughs) Yep.
0: No doubt. Maybe we could have
1: Uber, Uber could buy them. I saw today, and we'll wrap up, but I saw today Uber Eats made more money in revenue than Uber. So they made more money delivering food than they did delivering people last I, year.
0: Yeah, I can believe that. That's no surprise to me.
1: Yeah, it was very close, but they the, the food no, no delivery edged out. Yep. Um people delivery. Yep. So I was surprised. So the Uber could buy Peloton and they see you're getting close to the end of your workout and they just flash up a little bit hungry. Yep. Here's your top three orders. Click. We'll have it to you in fifteen minutes. Uh, yeah. I mean <laughs> Need a protein heavy meal, carb <laughs> carb refresh. That's
0: that'd so interesting though. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me, but that's really interesting that uh Uber eats uh mm-hmm. beat out, you know. It says a services. lot about, I don't know
1: what it says about our society, but it says something. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, oh, well, I guess I should get rid of the screen here. <laughs> all right. Well, that's a good show, man. I yeah, enjoyed it, was. it.
0: It was fun. Um, just to leave you with the, I, I want to leave every, all of our listeners. It died on my iPad. I have my iPad sitting right here. So I pulled it up on my phone. The one sentence persuasion, just as a reminder. People will do anything for those who encourage their dreams, justify their failures, allay their fears, confirm suspicions, and help them throw rocks at their enemies. Think about that, and um, we'll see you all next week on the show. We'll be talking, uh, we'll have a guest on, plus we'll be, Sean, we'll talk about some of these ads that come out. should be interesting probably yep. be texting during the super bowl to all of our listeners we'll see you next time next week on the episode uh on our next episode and uh, you can find us over at persuasion by the you can find us on all of your podcast platforms stitcher radio iheart spotify you name it we're there and uh, sean we'll see you next week have a great weekend see ya